thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yep. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And I tell you what, we're believing you're going to receive answers today. And your faith encouraged, your faith strengthened. We've been talking about praise and worship because that is the voice of a living faith. And I tell you what, you have to practice a spiritual habit of praising and worshiping God, making it part of our daily lifestyle, right? I love something Brother Copeland said, and I keep coming back to this every time I start a broadcast uh, teaching on this topic because he says something that is so uh, insightful when he said, when you pray, you lay hold of things, but when you praise, you win battles. Amen. Amen. What's that mean? You get on the other side of opposition. That which tries to stop you, praising is enough to get you past it. And I I tell you, I remember a time that uh, I was going through one particular test. It lasted for about a year and a half. And I had said to God, I said, God, I'm not making good progress in this. I'm not doing something right. I'm leaving something undone. I was praying in the spirit every day. I was reading my Bible. I was making confessions. I was doing all I knew to do. And I said, but I'm, I'm, something is, something is amiss. And just real quietly, he said to me, the praise cure. Yes. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I was led in my heart to just lay down Mm -hmm. every other thing I was doing and just solely concentrate on giving myself to that. And so that's what I did. I mean, all throughout the day as I had to run errands and do what I did, I just kept my heart engaged, worshiping and praising God. And while I was doing it, bombarding thoughts from the enemy said, that's not enough to get you past this problem. Because really, you're, you're, you're doing so little of self-effort, right? But what it was doing, whenever we praise and worship, we're engaging our faith. And it's faith that is the open door for God to move move through to reach your need. And so the enemy will always accuse you that praise and worship just doesn't seem to be enough in the face of what you're facing, but it is. (laughs) But it is. Even if it doesn't feel like you're doing enough, if you're praising and worshiping with your heart engaged, I guarantee you it's enough. Because that brings, it connects your tongue to your spirit, which also connects it to your faith because your faith is in your spirit. So we, we have to be taught to have this divine habit of praising and worshiping God when we're faced with opposition instead of going into worry. 
going into fear because people many times have a mental habit of just flipping into fear when something shows up that startles them or frightens them or emergency of life or they go into worry, which is simply an outflow of fear. Uh, But we have to, we have to change, we have to change the dialogue. (laughs) And our dialogue is now between our heart and our father instead of our mind and our problem. Amen. Amen. And so we've been using this uh, statement that God said to Brother Norval Hayes. I want to again read it to you that God said to him about worshiping God. He said, my children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. And we're saying, what's enough worship? long enough to bring the anointing into manifestation because praise will bring the anointing of God into manifestation and then that anointing will destroy the yoke. So worship God and praise God long enough for that anointing to come into manifestation and then that anointing will destroy the yoke. And so Jesus, God went on and said to Brother Norval, he said, if you'll teach my children to worship me more, I will do great and mighty things for them. And you might say, well, I've been worshiping and praising and nothing's happening. Then are you doing it? Are you doing it in line with what the word says? Because I want us to go over, turn with me if you would in your Bibles to John chapter four and verse 23 and 24. We started this on the previous episode and we want to continue along this line. John chapter four, verses 23 and 24. And Jesus was speaking. He said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, now look at that phrase, the true worshipers. So if there's true worshipers, then evidently there's worship that isn't this. It misses the mark. Mm -hmm. So he said, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father. Look at this in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. Now this is the kind of worship God's seeking for. Right. Right. So if you say I'm worshiping God and nothing's happening, are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Worship in spirit and in truth for God is seeking this. Why? God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's not in feelings and in truth that we worship. It's not in emotions in truth that we worship. And it's in spirit and truth with our heart engaged, which means our faith is going to be involved because our faith resides in our heart. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start worshiping God in spirit with your heart engaged and you're wholehearted toward it, I guarantee you, your emotions will get involved. (laughs) But it didn't come out of your emotions. It came out of your spirit, which can affect your emotions. But it's not about emotional worship. It's not about, some people think, well, you know, I I cried when I worshiped God today, so that's that's proof he heard me. No, that's not proof he heard you. That's emotions. Now, sometimes in the presence of God, don't misunderstand me, in the presence of God, you'll weep, but he didn't hear you because you wept. He heard you because you believed. Because it came from your heart. Your heart was engaged. So to worship God in spirit, when Jesus said the Father is looking for those who worship in two things, in spirit and in truth, with with their hearts involved. Their attention is on Him. Their focus is on Him. 
the, the relief of worship. Listen, it'll relieve and, and bring rest to the mind and to everything because when circumstances against you are heightened, to go to God and have your attention on Him, what a rescue for that mental arena yes. to get to think of Him instead of the difficulty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> To, be, to have your attention and focus on Him instead of on what's pressuring and coming against you. Yeah, so to worship Him in spirit. Now, Jesus also said to worship Him in truth. So what's it mean to worship Him in truth? Uh, the Word is the truth. Right. So if we're going to worship Him, we worship Him with His Word. Right. Take His Word to worship yes. with you. Yes. That's good. Uh, because after a time, we, we can run out of words that of our own making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you. I worship you. I thank you. I worship you. Listen, if their heart felt that's wonderful, but we can broaden yes. our, our verbiage and our language of yes. worship right. by taking the word, Jesus, I thank you. You are my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. You make me to lie down in green pastures. See, it's not just a confession. It's a worship to him that you're acknowledging and your faith is attached and you're worshiping him for all that he right. is to you. Yeah. So you take passages and you can worship him with the word. And the more word you know, the broader your worship. Amen. You know, as, as baby Christians, we, the, the amount we knew, we could take that to, to, to worship with us and worship God with us. But as the word grows, so does our, our worship language grow to where we worship him in a broader way when we take the word to worship with us. Amen. The part of the word we worship him for and with is the part that will work for us. And this is why many times people don't receive of the word is because they don't know what the word says. So they're not worshiping him for, for example, many don't worship him as their provider. That's why they struggle financially. They don't worship him as their healer. We don't worship him to try to get healing. We worship him because he is the healer and made us the healed. Amen. We're worshiping him for who he is. So the part of the word we worship him for is the part we will enjoy. Amen. What we worship him and praise him for is what will manifest in our life. When we thank him for healing, that's what will manifest. When we thank him for peace, that's what will be drawn up out of our spirits. Amen. When we thank him for wisdom, that's what he will give. Amen. If we're not experiencing these things as we ought, then we need to worship him in truth. Worship him with that word. Because what we don't want to do is just learn the stance of worship without our hearts or the word involved. (laughs) Amen. God is seeking us, seeking for those true worshipers who involve their spirit and the word in their worship of him. Now, God's word is truth, right? We're not to be swayed from truth by facts. Correct. Now, Facts are not truth. That's right. right. That's right. Truth is is something that's unchanging. It flows from God alone. Amen. He is only the Amen. only source of truth. Yes. Your mind is not the source of truth. Your body is not the source of truth. Your job is not the source of truth. Amen. Your education is not the source of truth. All truth flows from Him. 
And so the thing that makes it truth is that it comes from him, number one, and number two, it's unchanging. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is an unchanging flow. Truth is, facts change. You can turn on the you can turn on the news, and the media will tell you uh, some some facts, (laughs) or maybe not, but some you know, sorta. Their their take on facts. Let's put it that way. You can let's just say this: you can pick up a newspaper and read what they report as fact, but tomorrow pick up. The news, that same newspaper of tomorrow's edition, and it will have different facts in it. Why? Because yeah. cha- facts are changing. Yeah. They change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a fact that it rained yesterday, but today the sun's out. Those are facts. They're not truths right. because they change. Yeah. When we worship him in spirit and truth, we're worshiping him with something unchanging, a flow yeah. that's unchanging. Yeah. So Amen. Amen. Now, facts pertain to the natural realm and they're subject to change in their temporal. It might be a fact that there's pain in your body, but it's not a truth. The truth is that Jesus is the healer. The truth is that Jesus took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses and truth trumps facts. Truth will change the fact of something. Because people say, well, how can I say that God's my provider when I've got, um, I've, I've got bills unpaid? Mm-hmm. We're not saying that there's not a fact that a bill is unpaid, but there's a truth yes. that will change that fact. Yes. And if you will hold to the truth and worship God and talk to him about truth and not just worship him and talk to him based on facts. Yes. Because some people worship God based on facts, meaning this, if everything's in place, right. if all the bills are in paid, uh-huh. then they're, they're, worship, they're, they're, they're engaged in praising and worshiping. But if bills go unpaid, they don't worship as much. Uh-huh. Right, right. Why? Because they're looking at facts to determine the flow of praise and worship. Yeah, right. We go to truth to determine the flow of praise and worship. Amen. 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 The truth of God's word will change every fact. Every fact. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Nancy, my business is struggling. The truth will change that fact. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're saying it is going, it is a lower, it's a lower, uh, facts are lower. They're under. Truths are above. Amen. Facts are subject to change. Truth is not subject to change. That's what makes it truth. So in our worship of God, we take the truth with us. We don't take our problem with us to worship him with. What are we focusing on? We're focusing on what the word says about the facts of our life. Father, I'm feeling pain in my leg. I know that. You know I feel that. But I want you to know I worship you for the truth that Jesus took my infirmities and he bare my sicknesses. See, faith is not trying to act like something's not there that's there. It knows that it's not high enough to stay there because something higher changes it. Amen. Truth and fact are completely different things. Don't treat them as the same. They're completely different. Amen. Amen. Truth Uh, Faith holds to truth. It doesn't hold to facts. Faith holds to truth despite what the facts say. Amen. 
True worship is worshiping God for what he has done in your life. Do you know any movement in your life that from God came as a flow of truth? That was truth flowing and working in your life. The word working in your life. We can all look back and say there are times that we've received healings in our body or an answer to prayer came or finances came that we believe God for. The wisdom of God was given us for a situation we were facing. That is all the movement of truth in our life. The movement of the word in our life. Worship him. See, and Jesus said, worship him in spirit and in truth. We can take the past movements of God in our life and worship him with those. Father, I thank you three years ago that you, my, my finances were at the point of ruin and you changed it all. See, you worship him with that. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Don't worship him about the problem, but worship him of the truth of what the truth did to that problem. Amen. So we can all look back over our lives and let's not just treat him as memory. Let's, let's bring him into worship. Right. Yes. Worship him for the things he has done. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, when, uh, when God delivered his people at the Red Sea, they crossed the Red Sea. You know what they did when they got on the other side of that Red Sea? They had a praise and worship service <laughs> and they detailed specifically everything that happened in that event. The book of Psalms records it, that Miriam, Moses' sister, was leading this great praise service. And they took and they, they they recounted everything that was against them and everything God did for them. And that was their praise and worship service. So take the times God has moved in your life. Father, I remember when I was lost and without you. I remember what it was like before I was born again. I remember the day I got born again and I worship you for that. See, don't let those things that are so dear to you go unrecognized and unspoken. Take them with you to worship. And worship God with those truths of how he has moved in your life because the Father is seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth of what he has done in your life and the truth of what he will do in your life. Amen. I think back, I remember when I was about three years old, my dad was a cotton and wheat farmer and out by our house was a field that we would play in as kids. And I would go out there and make my mud pies every day. Um, I mean, they were fine. They were fine. Mother gave me some old pie tins and I would go out there and I would make mud pies. And I remember when I look back at those days, I remember those times when I was out in that field and the anointing of God would come on me. I didn't know what it was then, but I recognized it was something to do with God. And I would run in the house and get the Bible off the bookshelf and I would go and sit it in in my lap. Now I couldn't read. And I would sit and I would just turn the pages of the Bible and act like I was reading it. There was such a knowledge that God was on me at those times, blessing me, imparting into me, doing something that in my past that would help me in my future. 
When I worship God, I can't tell you the number of times I go back and I say, thank you for seeing that three-year-old little girl. Thank you for making that, during that time of my life that you began to make known your plan to me. And I worship him with those things he has done. Why? Because it helps me to be mindful that he's still moving and he's still working and there's still more of his plan to be fulfilled because that was a truth in my life when he moved. That wasn't just a fact. That was a truth. Amen. And know this, when we worship God for what he has done, he will do more of it. What we rehearse, God repeats. I said, what we rehearse, God repeats. That's why he instructs us that his praise shall continually be in our mouth because when we're praising him for what he has done, it keeps the door open for him to do more of it because our faith is attached to that. Amen. As we continually praise him, we're setting up our futures to be full of what we're praising him for. Now, did you get that? When we are continually praising him, mm-hmm. we are setting up our futures to be full of what we're praising him for. Amen. Amen. But the flip side of that is true. Right. If people are constantly talk, uh, talking worried thoughts, they're setting up their futures yeah. to be full yeah. of what they're talking about. Yes. You know, Dad Hagen used to tell us, if you talk about the lack of money, it'll keep it from coming in. Uh-huh. Why? Because what you talk about is what you're going to have in your, in your future. Yes. Why don't you talk about God takes care of me? Yes. God supplies all my needs. Yes. When you praise him as the provider, then that's what you're setting your future to be full of. Right. Amen. 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 Years ago, my husband in the 70s, He pastored a church in Southern California. It was not the church we currently have, but it was before that. And um, he he needed a miracle Mm -hmm. for a building that they were in the process of purchasing. Mm -hmm. And it looked like they were going to lose the building. They didn't have the money they needed. And so he had an event to where two angels showed up in his room one day. And they said to him, When they appeared to him, they said, we have been sent from the throne room of heaven to straighten out your finances. And then they just stood there and looked at him. (laughs) And he said, well, what are you waiting on? (laughs) And they said, we're waiting on the faith command. So when they said that, he remembered it. it, Over in Psalms, it says that the angels hearkened to the word of God. So he knew, put the word in his mouth. So he said, my God, shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So you go and you cause the money to come. And so two days before the money was due, it wasn't there. But he had taken the $10,000 he had in the building account and he sowed it to someone. He sowed it to another church's building fund. And uh, two days before the money was due, a man came to his office and said, a man didn't even go to his church. In fact, I love what this man said to him. He said, I've been to your church. I've heard your preaching. I don't like your preaching. (laughs) He said, you scare me. He said, my preacher, my pastor stands behind the pulpit. You go all over the room. And that, that he wasn't accustomed to that. But he said, "Uh, I don't go to this church. And he said, but 
He said, there have been two fellas in my room telling me to bring you a cashier's check, and it was for $126,000, and brought him a cashier's check. Now, that was in the 70s. $126,000 cashier's check. And then the next Sunday, the same man showed up at church and got up and said, those same two fellas are back in my room. Give me a couple of weeks, and I'll bring you another cashier's check to pay off the whole building for half a million dollars total. And so Amen. he did that. Amen. Why? Those angels... Got involved. Yes. Amen. Amen. The, God spoke to my husband years ago and he said, if you will talk more about what those angels did for you in paying off that building, they'll do more of it. Mm-hmm. Now notice a spiritual law there, a spiritual principle. What you talk about is what shows up. Yes. So I talk about it. That's why I'm telling you about it. I need those angels to pay off some things. Why? They don't, they don't, they, they don't make the money, but they influence people. Yeah, right. They don't make people. They don't force people, but they know where the money is. Right. Yeah, we do. tell Satan, you take your hands off my money. And when he takes his hands off of it, the angels know where it's at. They yeah. know where right. it and they know how to get it to your hands. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm talking about. I worship God for having done that yeah. in the past history of this ministry. And as I do that, I'm setting up my future for him to do more yeah. of that. Why? That's worshiping him in spirit and in truth. You know, that's the truth of God that caused that event to happen. Why? Because that came from God. Any movement of God is truth. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What is it you need to believe God for? Start praising him instead of of worrying about it. Start worshiping for it, worshiping him about it and for it instead of worrying about it. Amen. Because what we rehearse, God repeats. You need to thank God for the times he has healed you. When you need healing, say, Father, I already have too much experience with this truth. I've had so many times when you have healed my body. I thank you and I worship you with that. I worship you. I recall that. Those times that you have healed my body, those times that you have moved in my family, those times that you rescued us. Amen. And I worship you for that. I praise you for that. And as you do that, God will do more of it. Now, remember what we started in the top of the episode with, that God told Brother Norville, if you will teach my children to worship me more, I will do great and mighty things for them. Well, what great and mighty things do you need to have happen in your life? Worship him for those. Amen. And those things will come into manifestation. Why? Because worship is an act of faith. You are worshiping a God you don't see. Mm -hmm. And anytime you're dealing with the invisible, you're in the faith realm. I said, you're in the faith realm. Praise the Lord. And can I say this? The the Bible talks about us worshiping God. Uh, Paul said, I will worship with my spirit and I will worship with the understanding. At times when my mind is being attacked by the enemy, I don't just worship in the spirit or in other tongues at that time. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I need my mind to be on something else. So I start worshiping God with my understanding. Father, I thank you. I remember the times that you delivered me. I remember the times, the miracles you've done for me. And I start rehearsing those. And what does it do? It quiets down all the opposition against my mind because I'm getting my mind in a flow of truth and out of a flow of opposition. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord. Worshiping God plays a role in receiving your miracle. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 
Amen. There's nothing you can't praise your way out of and there's nothing you can't praise your way into. Amen. Well, we're talking about some of these things in in my book called Worship and we want you to get your copy of it. You can do that by going to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and order it. Let us know that you want to get hold of this and we'll get it right out to you because we want you to feed on these truths over and over and over. Amen. They're life to us. And so we want to remind you until next time, remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When we worship God, we replicate on earth the very same atmosphere of heaven. This powerful book by Nancy Dufresne teaches on how to worship and bring the atmosphere of heaven into your home and surrounding your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.